Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of the 21 Handshake Marketing Podcast. Today, we are talking about websites, specifically how to audit your website. If you have listened to any of our recent episodes, you know we are diving deep into our nine-step marketing process. And also, this season, giving you some tips and strategies how to execute on that nine-step marketing process. If you have not listened to episode 68, which goes over an overview of each step, you will definitely want to check that out. And just a reminder, any of the notes that we mention here, free PDFs to download, they will be on our website under episode 85 under media podcast area. So first, if you're new around here, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Sarah, an account manager here at 21 Handshake and host of the podcast. My name is Alex. I'm in charge of visual content. So again, we are talking website today, specifically a website audit, why you should do a website audit, and then some specific steps on how to accomplish that. I love to tell our clients a website is not a one and done type of deal. You should always be working to improve it with fresh content. You should be testing your user experience. And of course, always thinking about search engine optimization or SEO. Before we move on, I do want to let you know that we will have a free PDF with the questions you should be asking during a website audit, and we will link that in the show notes. So again, you'll want to grab that on our website at 21handshake.com. Just go to the media area and look for podcast. So Alex, why would a business even want to do a website audit? Because I think the word audit just invokes fear in any business owner. (laughs) Yeah, I think audit invokes fear because it's never related to something good, really. Right, yes, especially as we're in tax season right now. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So a website audit, according to HubSpot, is an examination of page performance prior to a large-scale search engine optimization or website redesign. Um, Auditing your website is to determine whether or not you're achieving certain traffic goals and if not, how you can increase that performance. So there's there's three things that you can really look like look at um, in regards to um, website audits. So uh, the first one is web- website op- website performance optimization. A lot of say, optimization say going on here. Say any of these here. five times really fast yeah, 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 and yeah. you're sure to trip over your words. It's all some <laughs> different combination of like 10 of the same words. Yeah, so website performance optimization. And that's... That's really talking about like the technical aspects of the website. Um, so site speed is probably one of the yes. one of the simplest and biggest ones. Um, it's also just making sure that you're maximizing usability of your site. Website design is something that is that is constantly evolving, and you just want to make sure that your website is is looking like other website experiences out there. Um, you want to make sure, not necessarily like mirroring that, but you want your site to feel like the other best sites that are out there. Right. Yeah. People kind of, kind of want a consistent experience, Uh, you know, like I know what to look for. I know what to do on a website. I know a menu is here. I know if there's a button, I usually push it. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, some, even some simple things, some people's websites still aren't mobile friendly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Don't you hate when you have to like do the scroll in and out? Like, come on, people. It's 2020. It's 2020. (laughs) If anything, you should be designing websites for mobile first. Yes. So um, number two is search engine optimization. And that is basically making sure that your site is is following the guidelines of the most up-to-date Google and other search engine, mostly Google, 
um, protocols and and ways that they are analyzing, you know, content that is on your page. Yeah, they are constantly crawling it. Make sure that they can do that and make sure they know what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. And the last one is conversion optimization. So that's talking about um, CTAs. Uh, so your call to actions, uh, making sure that you have them, um, tweaking them. Uh, occasionally to to test you know which one is better which one seems to get more conversions and not um, that's that's kind of that's that's a more simple one but um, but you know, it's you can so do important because sometimes I mean I was just <clears throat> listening to something and they were like we tested things and orange was the color our button should be who would think orange would be the color of button that people would press yeah but. <laughs> so not not just uh, what the button says but the color of the button where you place the yeah. button um, can all make a difference. All of it can make a difference. And for this episode, the tips that we're going to go over are mostly for conversion optimization, although we will briefly go over some other tips. But um, that is kind of our niche that we more work in. Um, we do search engine optimization. But personally, Alex and I are more on the conversion optimization. So mm -hmm. we will go over that because those are some very important tips because you, of course, want your visitors to convert when they come to your website, whether you are just getting their email or something, you still want to them to convert somehow so they can contact you and you can consider them a lead. I mean, that is the point of business that we want leads. We want to sell stuff. So <laughs> you can't be in it just for the freebie part of it. All right. So an audit of your website can definitely help you determine if you're capturing leads or driving them away. It may show you where your users are entering your site most often and how you can determine how to maximize those pages to convert those visitors into leads. Because again, that's that's the goal of a business, right? Why just be on there if you don't have kind of a point behind it? Right. So let's dive in to this website audit. And we are going to go over a PDF that we go over with clients and ourselves when we're doing a website audit. And again, this will be a free download for you on our website under the show notes on episode 85. So let's dive into the questions that we ask. Yeah. So jumping into the nitty gritty of what you actually mm -hmm. talk about or are looking at in a website yeah. audit. Um, and just to clarify, front end website audit. Front Not end. The, yes. yes. Yeah. We, you know, we definitely recommend working maybe with the developer for those back end um, technical, not only maybe not a developer, because um, they're going to actually just implement the changes, but an SEO expert will be mm -hmm. able to kind of give you an audit of how all those things go. So we work hand in hand when we do a website audit with an expert in SEO on our team who runs all the reports and stuff. And we're going to dive into where you can get some of that yourself here in a minute. So. Yeah. So section one is architecture navigation. So I'm going to roll through some of the questions that are actually in each section. And then maybe we can like give an example or. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, we might not go over all the questions here today. That way we'd be here for like an hour. So. Yes. <laughs> so uh, section one, uh, what is the main action someone is intended to take on the site right away? This is huge. And I don't think people sometimes think about that right away. Like mm -hmm. right when someone lands on your homepage, what do you want them to do? Now, we work with a lot of lumber and building suppliers. And we've mentioned that before here on the podcast. The main action that they usually want people to take is to call them. Yes. So you need to have that phone button right there at the top. They can click on it. Make sure they can click on it, whether they're on mobile or on their desktop not that they're going to be really calling from their desktop, but you never know. So just make sure that's clickable and front and center. 
or you might have a different action that you want people to take. Maybe you want to put them into some type of sales funnel or marketing funnel. You want to grab their email. Make sure that they know what they're supposed to do. Yes. Can a user identify the current position the web on the website from any page? Yeah, that's important because you might you know, have some products that you sell or services that are really important. And people need to be able to identify where they are on the website. And then they also be, need to be able to get back to home as well. You, you just don't want any confusion or they're just going to click off the site. And that's the worst thing yes. that they can do is be on there for 10 seconds and then leave. You want to make it, you want to make sure that it is stupid simple to find everything on the site. It should be a no brainer how to find it. Right. I always go back to the example um, I once heard of you go to Chipotle and you think that you're ordering this customized meal for yourself. But really, if you look at the menu, you, it lays it all out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, Your website needs to be that same way. It needs to kind of give people an idea that they think they're making their own decisions, but you're kind of guiding them. Exactly. <laughs> um, can the links jump to the right page or anchor text? Are any links broken? And this is huge. Links change all the time online. And you might maybe have linked to an article or even you might have internally linked to a page on your own site that maybe you don't even have on there anymore mm -hmm. because you've refreshed your site and forgot to direct all those mapped, mapped the URLs is what it's technically called. So Yeah, so uh, th that's always something that's frustrating is or sometimes I have things like a product bookmarked from from you know, whatever, like Nike.com or something yeah. like that. And you, you kind of like go back to, you're like, oh, maybe I want to buy that thing now. And you click on it. It's like, oh, you know, item can no longer be found or something uh, like that. It's like, ah. Man. Dang. So yeah, at least have some type of seamless user experience there. If you have a product that maybe you sold out of or something, at least, you know, direct them to a different page, have on the page, hey, here's some other items that you might be yes. interested in, that type of situation. So moving on to section two, layout and design. Uh, color alone doesn't convey meaning, hierarchy, or function. Uh, make sure that you have bold text, italics, or other ways to convey like meaning and hierarchy. I mean, it goes to say that some people in the world are colorblind. <laughs> True. So make sure that you're kind of pointing that out. And Google likes that as well. They want your... Um, uh, text content on your page to be kind of this hierarchy. They call it headings. Your most important will be an H1. Your most your second important is a little bit smaller. It's an H2. Um, your links are kind of bolded. Um, they, that just helps them read that and it helps users read it too. Totally. And this mm -hmm. is this is a fairly basic design principle that works across any sort of not just website design, mm -hmm. but you know, print design and just, you know, logos and all that kind of stuff. Um, the size of font and the type of font that you're using and the mixture of fonts um, can go a very long way in helping leading the eye through a yeah. section or a page. Definitely. So uh, say, along those same lines, uh, second point was visual hierarchy clear, clearly prioritizes the most important things for a visitor to know. Um, is it easy to tell what the company or organization does and what the site's what the site is at a cursory glance when landing on the website. Don't don't be that website that's confusing for people. <laughs> Just so, let them know if you if you service contractors, let them know up front. Then people that aren't contractors can leave the site right away. Yeah. If you are a site for dog owners, don't be talking about cats. You know, it's it's very simple, but sometimes you can get a little muddled with that confusion, and that is why we have gone over so many foundation steps here on the podcast of knowing who your market is, mm -hmm. how to talk to them, 
How are you, you know, talking to that buyer persona? You know, that is important because it's playing off here now in your website design. Totally. And that's that's something, you know, that we is not lost on us. Like making something simple is inherently not necessarily simple. Yeah. Um, and when you're trying to be a little bit of everything, a little bit of something to a lot of different people, you're nothing to anyone type of a thing. Exactly. So, so um, make sure that you have a clear, um, clear main message. So um, a few other things in this section, um, you know, are key points of differentiation of the product or service called out in a scannable way, such as bullet points. That's so important. People scan get that information in there quick with bullets. Don't get a lot, don't get wordy. Just have it there quick. Yes. Are <laughs> um, secondary actions clear, but not more prominent than the primary action that you want visitors to take? Yeah, don't be confusing with what you want them to do next. I mean, just sit down, map it out. What do you want your visitors to do? Do you want them to click on the button or do you want them to go to the shopping cart? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, all of these are are, are hierarchy based, are design based, are and and simplicity based, yeah, really. Definitely. So, just the last couple um, are visuals simple, tasteful, and used to convey meaning. Again, um, that goes back to you know, if you're the dog website, you have some pictures of cats. That's confusing. <laughs> um, overall layout is taking advantage of existing design patterns, and visitors will be able to quickly and intuitively find where to find key items. Yeah, I had recently someone tell me, well, I don't want those drop downs on my menu. And I was like, uh, like, but well, let's just internally link within those pages. And I was like, but like, people like kind of want to know or to find key information. It's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to have to feel like you're doing an investigation yeah. on a site to figure out where something yeah, exists. Yeah, I mean, that's just asking for them to leave. <laughs> yeah. And um, last but not least, the design focuses on visitors' attention to key elements. So that's that's kind of a summary of, of all the points. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so definitely. Hi hierarchy, design, and simplicity probably yeah. is how you could... Just sim simple, simple, simple. Keep it simple, stupid, wasn't it? I think I had a history teacher that yeah. kept telling me that all the time. <laughs> Section three, content and readability. Um, does the text communicate with the user? Yeah, again, you got to resonate. And again, this goes back to knowing that target audience, knowing that buyer persona, what's the messaging? Are you talking in the same language as them? Uh, hand in hand with that, is the language concise, readable, and educational? Um, does the meaning of the content fit with each other? Is it important? Is the important content located in a significant position? Um, are there any elements that interfere with vision and attention? Yeah, you know, and I think that can get um, bit muddled as well. You say, oh, I have all this information I want to put out there. I've got like 50 images that fit this. And it's like yes. all of a sudden, like not only from a loading of the page issue, mm -hmm. but you're going to start running into trouble with that. One thing that that is a pet peeve of mine is when, especially when you're visiting a new website for the first time, uh, when you get hit with a pop-up to to like an email pop-up oh, yeah. within like three seconds of you scrolling the page. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm definitely not ready for this yet. Yeah, yeah. So maybe set that pop-up maybe if they're going to go exit or at least maybe 10 seconds. Yeah. Something like that. You know, give me a second to actually digest what the page is about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, does the content speak with your ideal buyer and use language familiar with them? Yeah, we are constantly asking clients, especially if we're working maybe with um, the marketing person and they're kind of the liaison. 
we're constantly like this just literally happened on a phone call the other day and i was like well can you go ask the sales team like those questions they're getting asked how they're being phrased you know like Mm -hmm. we need to know that specifically because if we're gonna reach that target audience we need to know what they're saying what they're asking how they're saying it (laughs) speak their language exactly so section four uh behavior and interaction does the website inform and lead the user to what they can do next? And you can see there's kind of a pattern here. These questions all kind of go hand in hand mm-hmm. and they're just being asked kind of the same thing in a different way, but it's yeah. all meant to like, did you forget to do this? Did you remember to do this? Hey, don't forget this is important. Yeah. <laughs> lead the user to what you want them to do. Like I said, map it out, map it out on your site. You want them to start here click that button and go here. And then what are you going to do? They want to go, you know, put that item in the shopping cart. Do they want to get into your funnel, email, that sort of thing? Um, does does it inform the user what the next, next necessary steps are to take the action desired? So maybe if it's not, you know, a super simple, like click here next, yeah. um, make it simple, lay out a process, make it easily digestible. Yeah, definitely. Um, is it easy to tell what the company organization does and what the site is at a cursory glance when the landing on the website? Again, that's referring to a couple of the previous questions, but not all of these things are necessarily common sense to people. Right. Um, yeah. So just really reiterating these points. Yeah. Keep that language clear and concise as well. Like, I don't know. There's been some instances lately. I'm like, really? You want to talk about like your humanitarian efforts on the homepage? Because like, that's not really what you do overall as an organization. Right. right. <laughs> um, Section five, like we spoke about earlier, mobile optimization. Oh my gosh, so important. Don't be that website where you scan in and out. <laughs> um, check the above the fold content on mobile to ensure that the most important elements are there and not cut off midway on the device. Yeah, you know, and that's so important. It's, it just makes sure that that information is front and center that you want them to know. Um, your developer will be able to help you walk through this. Most websites are intuitively mobile friendly these days if mm-hmm. you're designing a new website, but you might need your developer to come in and tweak a few things um, just on the mobile version. And just to clarify, above the fold content is what you see on the screen when the site, the page initially loads without having to scroll at all. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, like, and this is getting way into the weeds here. But if you're one of those people that are like, but everybody's phone is a different size. Well, go with kind of your standard yeah. phone. It's a little, you know, bigger. It's rectangle. <laughs> exactly. Um, have pop-ups been disabled on mobile? So important because they, they usually don't display properly. Yeah. So don't it, even try. Formatting <laughs> is wonky. Um, are videos responsive? Huge, hugely important as well, as well as hopefully they aren't slowing down the speed on mobile as well. Yes, we have seen that happen. Exactly. Uh, Do mobile and desktop match up for consistency? Right. So someone's say they started their journey on your website, on your desktop, then they're out and about and they're like, oh, I need to look at that website real quick. Then they go there and they're like, is this even the same site? Make sure it's consistent. (laughs) Is there a click to call link enabled for mobile? Again, this is what I talked about in our um, lumber supplier website earlier example. They are most likely to call. And a lot of people are if they're like, I just can't find the information. I just better call. You know, a lot of people still do that these days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's it's little details like these that really, really add up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is all contact information easily accessible? So not just the click to call link, but if you have to have an address or something, you know, something that you can click and it takes you to Google Maps and it loads up right away, like exactly. that kind of stuff. And um, last but not least, are long tail keywords being optimized um, to capture voice search queries? Yeah, and this is a newer one because voice search is becoming more and more popular, mm -hmm. but people don't search the same way when they talk as when they type. Right, right. <laughs> you might say something totally different in a different roundabout way when you're talking versus typing. When typing, you just think it out more. I think when you talk, you don't. And um, so yeah, really know those keywords. And that's getting a lot more into content, but something to think about when you are auditing your website for sure. Yes. And those are all things that our team looks at when we audit websites. Like I said, we will have this PDF that we just went over on this episode, show notes for you to be able to do your own audit. Always reach out to us. We can conduct an audit for you as well. So other things that our team look, look at include we test for speed. You want that, whether it's mobile or desktop, to load as fast as possible. Google actually provides a tool to test this with. So you can definitely go there. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's page speed insights and they can definitely tell you how long your site is taking to load, what's, you know, stopping it from loading fast, et cetera, et cetera. Um, an SEO assessment. So as I mentioned earlier, we have an SEO expert on our team that we work hand in hand with who will go through. He audits websites what he does. We love to use SpyFu. We've also used um, some other programs, including AREFs, SEMrush. Those are all paid programs. If you don't want a paid program, there are some free ones out there. We'll link them in the show note. Neil Patel has a nice SEO one if you just kind of want to start kind of surface level digging into that. And spy, would you call SpyFu kind of like one of your secret weapons? Yeah, I would. I would. And uh, I think... Uh, our SEO team member, um, Octavian, uses Link Assistant as well. Okay. So both of those programs, we kind of work hand in hand together, him and I, to kind of SEO sites and do complete website audits, including the technical side of things that we do. Very slick what some of the some of the reports that I've seen you guys have been able to pull from that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned, um, we on those more technical ones, they check for visibility in the search engine, which is very surprising when you see that and a huge flag if you're like, whoa, my site's only like 8% visible in search engines. Ouch, what can we do to change it? <laughs> it checks crawlability, it checks 404 errors, it checks meta description errors. So it just goes into all sorts of technical stuff that you don't even think think about, but that Google is scanning your site for. Mm -hmm. So we definitely recommend also that um, if you haven't signed up via your Google Analytics for Google Webmaster Tools, to sign up for that, because that's a simple way, just that Google, sometimes the reports are a bit wonky and Google can take a while to send them to you, but they'll flag you if things are off, if they've noticed an increase in your 404s or anything that's off um, technical wise, they will actually send you an email and say, hey, we noticed a change, what's going on? Go check it out. <laughs> so that's it for today. And remember to check out this podcast episode number 85, from the podcast media area on our website to download that free audit checklist. So that is yours for the taking for free on the show notes. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, subscribe, do all those fun things because that really helps us get more traction for the podcast. Until next time.